I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The real crime of the last year and the real travesty is that being, has been that WAP was brought out when we couldn't dance to it in a club. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna go off me. Hello everybody and welcome to Vicky Patterson The Secret 2. I am joined by radio legend, the lovely, the multi-talented Melvin O'Doom, everybody. Woohoo! Yes! What's going on, Vix? <laughs> Were you waiting for me to add more to the list there, Melvin? No, I, that was a great <laughs> intro. I loved it. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Honestly, when I was like looking at everything you've got up there over the years, I was like, how the fuck do I describe him? Like, you're a busy fella. I'm basically an entertainment ho is what I am. <laughs> yes. Slag it up, man. Give the people what they want, mate. <laughs> Oh, bless. well, what did you actually want to be when you were younger, though? Honestly, I wanted to be a singer. And then I realised I can't sing or dance very well. So <laughs> I thought, how else can I entertain people? So I kind of fell into the whole presenting thing. I think you're being too modest because I've seen you on... Was the karaoke show you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen you on that. You're selling yourself short, mate. Like, I thought you were good. It was a lucky song, I think. I think we had, like, a Boys to Men classic. And I was a bit lucky with that one. But, yeah, you, everyone on that show was amazing. That was a lot of fun, actually. Yeah, there was... So many nice people, wasn't there? It was like you and Scarlett and Jess. Yeah. But that track, mate, absolute panty drop. <laughs> Thank you very much, mate. <laughs> I mean, from you, that means a lot. Thank you very much. <laughs> you are welcome, mate. How have you been, Melvin? I know we're living in some pretty crazy and unprecedented times. Are you coping all right? Yeah, I'm all right. You know, um, it's lucky that we've been able to still do our show on Radio 1, myself, yeah. Ricky and Charlie. So we've been in, like, every week since the first lockdown um they've been really amazing in terms of like safety so there's only two people allowed in the studio at one time one person's at home then we rotate each week so we've been quite lucky i know i feel the same like i think people are either like this polar ends of the spectrum isn't there at the moment and i think some jobs have adapted really well and some people are really busy and i just think there's like this massive gulf between work at the moment so i'm very careful what i say yeah. sometimes i'm like i'm fucking busy and then someone <laughs> just sits there and you feel like yeah <laughs> i did that the other day so i was like how you doing i was like yeah i'm raking it in man i'm on tv on radio it's amazing i'm like how you doing they're like i haven't worked in bumps bell i was like oh okay cool cool okay fair enough so yeah you do have to be careful Oh, yeah, they took my house, Melvin. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. You don't know what to say anymore. 
But you know what? On the flip side, there's people absolutely cleaning up. Anyone who's got like an online business is smashing it right now. I mean, don't even get me started about that Jeff Bezos or whatever the bald bastard's called. <laughs> He's laughing on the other side of his face, isn't he? He's so he... rich. So rich. I don't think you can He's... even spend that money. Ugh. No, honestly, he's just, I've got a bit of a bugbear with this fella, right? And I'm going to say something really controversial because I bet loads of people love him. He fell out for one, like, Erkan absolutely loves him. He thinks, like, he's a genius. What he's managed to do has been incredible, a bit inspirational. But, like, I heard that he got really rich. Like, basically, I get most of my... Um, my information from gossip sites. Right, so this okay. is probably not going to be correct. Um, but yeah, I heard that like he was with his wife all this time. She helped him build it up from absolutely nothing, was completely instrumental in um, founding Amazon. And then like once he was proper loaded, he's just fucked her off for a younger model. Well, this is the thing. And is, is this true? And not only that, right? But I've heard she's set to get half of whatever he's got in the divorce. And the minute, and she's not even got the cash yet, but she's already signed up to this, like, scheme where apparently, like, some of the 5% of the world's most wealthy people can sign up to this and donate a huge portion of their wealth, which they'd never get through, to, like, charities and people who need it. Like, it's philanthropy at its utmost. And this fella, and he hasn't done it. She's done it, and he hasn't done it. So he's just sitting there on all of his money and that with his new fit bird. And I just think, <laughs> you're a bit of a knob. <laughs> Well, this is the I'm thing. Right. Inspirational <laughs> and generally quite rich people aren't really nice behind closed doors. A lot of them, like so. For example, apparently Steve Jobs, when he first had his daughter, didn't kind of disowned her. He kind of didn't want to accept that, that he was the father uh, of his his own child. So there are a lot no. of inspirational and successful people who, you know, emotionally aren't that nice. So that, that doesn't surprise me. I, I'm not saying this is fact in case he wants to employ me for any jobs in the future. But yeah, this is, you know, I, I, I don't find that hard to believe, to be fair. You're covering your back there yeah, in yeah. case I get sued. I've got bills to pay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. I think we often just assume, oh my God, like they're so... Like, inspirational in the world of like whatever they're in they must be nice but the two often don't go hand in hand do they well exactly and everyone's human at the end of the day we're not perfect so ah well it's lovely to speak to you because you are you are nice melvin aren't you you know what you're nice and it's it's crazy <laughs> because we've we've kind of like bumped into each other so many times and i remember the first time we met you was in the yeah. studio at kiss you were doing a sh like i think an interview in Heat, yeah. for Heat Radio, like next door. You just came in and you said hello and you were just so nice and so kind. And I've seen you over the years. And this is actually probably the first time I've worked with you, but I feel like I already know you because we've just seen each other throughout the years. But yeah, you are just like one of the coolest people that I know. So now thanks for having me. Oh, don't be so deaf, my absolute pleasure. Like the feelings are mutual, mate. Like you and Ricky are such like a huge staple and part of like the re like the radio like landscape of Britain. And I think it's lovely that you've just stayed so like genuine and humble. Like this is really rare, you know. <laughs> You're really famous and really nice. <laughs> you know <laughs> what? So it's, it's mad because the people that I I admire in the industry are quite nice. Like one of my heroes is is Dermot O'Leary. Um, oh, and he, yeah. you know, Dermot goes out of his way to be like a kind person, but he's really good at his job. Also, Emma Willis, I think is, is just like yeah. the cutest, most lovely woman in the yeah. industry. 
but again, really good at her job. So the people that I aspire to be like are like that. So for me, I actually don't think it's that rare at all. I think most people in the industry are quite nice, which is why they do well. Yeah, I would love to, like, I absolutely love to believe that. And I do, I hate that saying, you know, nice guys finish last and all that. I'm like, <laughs> no, I have to believe nice things happen to nice people. But every so often you just, you're just saying absolute bastards. I mean, we've met some like, douchebags in our time. Don't get me wrong, there are some idiots out there. Um, <laughs> some exceptions to the rule. Yeah, 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 you know that, you know that. <laughs> Oh well, right. I could literally suck you off all day, but I'm gonna, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna get serious. <laughs> Metaphorically, Melvin, I'm gonna oh, get yeah, yeah, serious. Of course, and I'm of gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna talk about your start because you are in fact a triple threat. So not only are you a comedian, you're a DJ and presenter, you're also like singer dancer. Like that's probably more than three, but triple threat's the word I'm gonna use. Thank you. Like, do you? What is your favourite thing to do? Do you know what? Do you know what's mad is um, if you uh, Wikipedia my name, it does say I'm a comedian, <laughs> but I I never see myself as a comedian because I actually think that's like a a real art form. Like I love people like right. Russell Brand and Dave Chappelle and you know Alan Carr. Like those guys literally sit and write gags and stories, and and those for me are real comedians. I'm just the guy. Yeah that enjoys making people smile. And I, I think I'm very good at telling stories. That's what I think I am. Um, and if I make people laugh in the process, then that's an extra bonus. So I think it's, yeah. I always find it mad when people call me a comedian because I do think that's an art form. But I just think, um, I just enjoy making people happy. That's my therapy. That's, that's the only way I could describe it. I don't think I'm, you know, particularly good at one thing. I just think I'm, I'm good at sharing stories and, and kind of like connecting with people. Just like an all-round entertainer, though, like back in the day. Yeah, I mean, like, I would love to be known as, like, the black Bruce Forsyth at one point. Do you know what I mean? Just, <laughs> like, he could do everything. Do you know what I mean? My man could sing, he could dance, oh, he could Brucey. present well. Yes. And he was just like, everyone loved him. Everybody loved him. What a legacy. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I can say that. I'll start campaigning for that now if you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, make it happen. <laughs> You've got the following, please. I will do my best, Melvin. <laughs> Bless you. So how did you get into all of this? So I studied media performance and radio at university, which is where I met Ricky. And I was doing like the really boring course. And I've got like this strict African mum. And I had to pretend <laughs> to do this really kind of like theory based course at university. When I met Ricky, he was just like, Melvin, you're you're really funny and, you know, you just entertain everyone. You should be doing the, the course that I'm doing, which is more practical. And um, I had to secretly change courses. And then I ended up doing the same course as Ricky. And we did like loads of radio kind of like based modules and did like student radio. And that's kind of how I fell into it. Like Ricky's probably was one of the biggest reasons for me getting into presenting because I was like, I just loved the idea of of kind of like entertaining people and, and interacting with Ricks, and that's kind of how I fell into it. It was never like a plan. And when we did stuff together, it just didn't feel like work. It just kind of like felt fun. Then once we got to Kiss, we met um, Charlie, and then the boss there put us all together, and we did the breakfast show at Kiss, and then obviously things started rolling from then. Well, bless you. So it was just proper organic, like how you met and how you just got into it then? Yeah, it was, it was all a, a bit of an accident, if I'm honest with you. I mean, I, I gave you the edit. happy version. accident. Yeah, really happy accident. Yeah, <laughs> is the best way to describe it. But like loads of stuff kind of happened in between then, which is, it's just kind of would, 
extend the story. Like we started our own business where we did like club nights and we used to interview people because obviously getting into TV and radio was never, you know, you know how hard it is to, to get into the industry. So we kind of like had to hone our skills kind of like behind the camera and any in front of the camera. And so we would, anyone that came to these parties would just kind of used it as a platform to sharpen our skills. So like, I remember Reggie Yates used to come down to our parties. Yeah. We interviewed him. Amy Winehouse, before she blew up, came to a party. Uh, Kojo, who you would have seen on Britain's Got Talent. Yeah. Anyone who we thought was famous would get an interview. So we were kind of slowly kind of like learning how to be presenters. Then once we got, we got the opportunity on KISS, um, we kind of like felt comfortable doing what we were doing. Yeah, so you just honed your talents, like walked before you could run, and then boom, smashed it when you got on to <laughs> I hope so. I, I hope love so. that. Yeah. Oh my God, you absolutely did. Don't be so modest. So you, you and Ricky met when you were at uni. Mm -hmm. And how old are you now, Melvin? I am 40 now, you know. The big four. Fuck oh. Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black note crack in it. So, you know, I'm still... Yeah, <laughs> still working You look so good for 40. <laughs> Listen, if you weren't taken, I would have told you to come to the dark side, Vicky. <laughs> I'm like checking all my wrinkles now. Like, oh, <laughs> Melvin, it looks so good. Thank um, you. So, so uni, what, 18 years old? You're putting yeah. up. That is... Right, I'm no Carol Vorderman. Um, is that like 22 years? Is that roughly, yeah? You know what? When you say it like that, because I always think about my career in radio, which is about 15 years, because before we were at KISS, we worked at One Extra as broadcast assistants. So I always go about 15, 16 years in radio. But yeah, if you think about university, then yeah, maybe when like met, yeah. yeah, 20 years, over 20 years. Because I'm just thinking like you and Ricky are notorious together, but the partnership started 22 years ago. That's like longer than most modern day marriages, mate. It is. I always say I see, <laughs> I see Ricky more than my own family. So like, I, I don't see Ricky as like a mate. He's like a brother to me because um, yeah. I've just known him for so long and I trust him and you know, he's, He's like an amazing dad, but also a great presenter as well. I do, I do, I don't tell him, but I do look up to him as well. Um, oh. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy. You have a man crush. <laughs> a tiny one. <laughs> oh, bless you. But like, yeah, that's no mean feat in this day and age. Like I read somewhere and I do, again... I haven't got the most reliable sources, <laughs> Melvin, so I don't know how true this is. But I read somewhere that if you have a friend in your life for seven years or over, that's it. You are stuck with them. Like, essentially, they're in your life forever. Um, so you two, I hate to say it, but you are in each other's lives forever now. That sounds so definite, but I'm sure you don't mind. I like that. Um, yeah? Good. I, I think always think it's a nice milestone. Like I've got some friends I met on a holiday years ago, and when we had our like seven year mark, we had a little party to celebrate. Because I was like, "You're fucking stuck with us." <laughs> <laughs> so, Vicky, who's who's your closest friend? Would you say? Um, so I literally have my best friend is called Kaylee. Um, and she's got three kids, so I doubt she's listening to this because she's seriously busy. Um, but yeah, if you are Kaylee, shout out. She just asked me to be our bridesmaid yesterday. Oh, congrats, Kaylee. Hello. I'm so excited for her. But yeah, she's definitely stuck with me, Melvin. Like, I'm going nowhere, nowhere at all. I'm sure she's lucky to have you, Vic. Bless you. Cool fact. 
a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Babe, I wanted to, all right, I want to know, because there'll be plenty of people listening, whether it's like relationship, whether it's friendship, we'll want to know what your secret to a long and healthy friendship with, uh, with Ricky is. What do you think your secret to your success is? That is a great question. Um, <laughs> I think for me, the number one thing is honesty. Like we're, you know what, we keep each other grounded. Like that's the beauty. And, and actually I'm being quite, um, I'm not giving you guys the whole story because when I was at uni, I didn't just meet Ricky. There were like four other guys that I live with at university. And then I've got two other friends from school who I'm really, really close to as well, my cousin Joseph. And we are like a collective of brothers and we all look out for each other and we all have each other's back. And if someone kind of achieves something, we all champion that person for the week and say how good they are. (laughs) And I think it's just... um, We've got a brotherhood. That's the only way I can describe it. And that brotherhood has kind of kept us together and kept us grounded. And we're all very like-minded and we all support each other. And I think my brotherhood is a secret to my friendship. Oh, that's so nice. Like, honestly, I'm a, pro- a firm believer in whole squad winning. And, like, I, it's, it's mad to me when I see people, like... It's, it can be something as mindless as, like, not liking other people's posts on, on Instagram when you know they're in the industry or, like, I don't know, like, not being excited when someone else gets a job or just not wanting to see other people do better than you. Like, that whole movement just, it bamboozles me because I think, like, there's not a limited amount of success in the world. Like, you should want everyone to do well and especially the people you love and care about because when they're happy, I just feel happier. Yeah. Do you know what? Um, it's funny. My, I've got a friend and she said she was reading a, a book about millionaires. And one of the things that millionaires do is they cut negative people out of their life. They only surround themselves with positive people. And I love that idea of just only having positive people around you because it's true. If, someone's, if someone wants you to win, then you just continue to win. If you keep hearing, I'm a winner, I'm a winner, then you, you, know, you begin to win. And I think that's what it's about. Having positive people around you is like number one. And like, the, my number one person in my life is my sister. Like, Vicky, if you met my sister, you would, you'd prefer her to me. Like, she is the most, she sees the, the best in everyone. She's so positive. She works hard. You could tell her that, like, the most horrible story ever. And she'd be like, yeah, but that's horrible, but you did this. You'll always find, it. like, the, yeah, yeah. oh my God, she's like number one. I'll tell you a story, right? Go on. So, one time, she was coming off the bus from work and there were these two teenage girls. And you, have you ever seen those guys that sell flowers in the middle of the street yeah, on yeah. the road, right? So this guy was selling flowers. These two girls got off the bus and they went up to the guy, grabbed these flowers and ran off. The guy was like screaming, like, come back, come back. All these flowers were dropping on the floor. My sister saw the whole thing, right? So she went up to the guy, like helped him pick up the flowers. And she was like, oh, um, how much are your flowers? And he was like, oh, about five, five pounds 
Um, she was like, okay, cool. And my sister was like working part-time. She didn't really have that much money at the time. And so she, she got her purse out and gave him five pounds, took the flowers and then gave it back and said, sorry for the girls that took your flowers. <gasps> That's I'm how gonna nice cry, <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> I love her so much. She's so nice, man. So nice. But then having people like that around you, like it's only going to inspire you to do better. And I sound like a broken record. I know I really do. Harping on about fucking kindness and positivity and all the rest of it. Because I just think we need more of it, quite frankly. But honestly, like I read this thing. I'm making my sound sound very well read, but I both, mostly just mean <laughs> You I read see, a lot, Vicky. <laughs> I mostly just mean I've seen it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I read this thing on social media. <laughs> I read this thing in this really good book. Um, so, yeah, and it was your vibe attracts your tribe. And it's just a silly right. quote. But, like, ultimately, right, like, I do think if you are nice and you are kind, you're going to attract more like-minded people than, like that. And before you know it, you're just building this super sick army of really positive, really supportive people who just want to see you smash it. And isn't that just the best thing? That's your brotherhood, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. I love that quote. Yes. I love that. Let me know what book that came from, what book <laughs> that was from. I'll DM you it, okay? Thank you. You're welcome. So there's this famous saying that's like, oh, you should never work with your friends, like never work with your family. Um, it'll only ruin a friendship, blah, 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 blah. But you are, of course, the exception to that rule. Yes. However, I Go do on. think you have to you have <laughs> to know your friends. Like, I trust Ricky, and Ricky's a great broadcaster, and he allows me to do better at what I do because I, I sometimes watch Ricks and go, rah, he did that this way, and... It might, be, it might be a good thing if I try it that way. And if I'm slipping, he'll jump in and be like, Melv, you probably shouldn't do that because of X, Y, and Z. So I trust Ricky. However, you have to know your friends because certain friends, like I've got a friend who I worked with years ago, right? And he was a bit of a talker. He was that kind of guy who'd be like, yeah, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be famous next year and I'm going to be making this amount of money. But then he's the same guy when you call him in the morning, he's still in bed and he hasn't yeah. done anything and he hasn't got a plan and he doesn't all have talk. a vision of what he wants to do. He's all talk. So I think you still have to know your friends and there are friends who you can work with and yeah. there are friends who you can't work with, but that, that doesn't mean that they can't be your friend anymore. But yeah, I think you do have to pick the right people to, to work with. I couldn't work with all of my friends and I loved them all, but I couldn't yeah. work with all of them. Do you know what I mean? You have to have a similar, I think, like work ethic and mindset, right? Like there's nothing worse than being in a part, like even something super simple, like if you're a morning person, you should work with someone else who's a morning person, right? Like there's absolutely no point if you're buzzing your tits off from like eight till 12, but your, like, your work partner doesn't really wake up till about half 12. Like you're just not on the same page, are you? I think there needs to be a little bit of harmony. Do you know what it reminds me of? You know, when you were like at school yeah, or like on. at college, <laughs> and there was always that one person in your crew who did no work. And then when it came to the end, they took all the credit. You just don't <laughs> want to end up with someone like that. You always no. want to be working in a group where it's equal. Like, do you mean? Everyone's yeah. doing the same amount of work. That's what you want. All singing from the same hymn sheet. Definitely, definitely. Well, even though your relationship with Ricky looks pretty picture perfect to uh, to all of us, there must have been something. Have you ever had a fallout? Have you ever had a row? Have you ever like had a really embarrassing moment in front of a celeb? I need to know. There's got to be some boss. <laughs> Yous aren't whiter than white lads. <laughs> you know what? We argue all the time, but that's why I say Ricky is, is my brother because yeah. that's the that's the true test of a relationship when. 
you can argue with someone, but then hours later or minutes later or days later, you're back to being best friends again. And like me and Ricky, we argue about the smallest things. It's so stupid. <laughs> so he might be like, Melvin, it's probably best if we edit something this way. And I'll be like, nah, bruv, let's edit it this way. And it will be a big <laughs> argument about the smallest thing. Um, I'm trying to remember the last thing that we argued about. I actually can't remember, but it's that's what we tend to argue about, like the smallest thing. But at the end of the day, we always, he, we, you know, I've, I love that guy, so I've got his back. And if I'm saying something, he knows that deep down I'm saying it with, you know, his best interest and my best interest at heart. I'm not saying it because I'm trying to be a little bitch. <laughs> it really does sound like you've got the perfect little working relationship. I'm very jealous. I want to meet my Ricky. <laughs> Do you know what? There was one time when I thought Rich was going to be upset with me when... Um, Go on. <laughs> we, were, we were interviewing Jamie Foxx, right? <gasps> And big, it was big deal. That's a big, big, big deal. Big yeah. deal. And one of our early interviews as well. So it was, a, and we're, Shit. you know, we're big fans of Jamie Foxx. And Vicky, when I say this guy was giving us the best interview, he was doing jokes, impressions. Oh, he yes. was singing everything, like telling us the best stories. Oh and Ricky was, Ricky was smashing it, asking yeah. questions. I was asking questions. Yeah. And then midway through the interview, I looked down at the recorder and I've forgotten no. to press records. I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't recording, uh, and I, I didn't, I didn't have the heart to stop the interview. So we did the whole interview, and we came out, and Ricky was like, "That's the best interview we've ever done, bro." And I was like, "Bro, I didn't press record." And I, I thought Ricky was gonna punch me, but when I say he just went, "You know what, bro? It happens." He goes, "Don't worry oh. about it." He was so cool. I thought he was gonna hate me forever. And we went back to the office, told our producer, he's like, don't worry, I'll book it in for next week. And I was like, what? We can't walk, walk into that room and say to Jamie Foxx that we, we messed up the recording. We fucked it, but, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, next week came, Jamie Foxx opens this hotel room in this junket mm. and he's like, it's you guys again, what are you doing here? <laughs> and we were like, oh, you know what? We had a technical fault, like the, the, the recorder wasn't working. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> So yeah, we it, just blamed it on the equipment. Was it as good as the it first time? As, it was even better than the yes! first time. <laughs> oh. So yeah, we got to beat him twice. So everything for a reason. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I honestly, and I feel like, I feel like everything does happen for a reason, right? And now he, you will stick out in his head. Like if you ought to Hopefully. meet him again, you'll be like, it's the, it's the lavish tape recorder didn't work. <laughs> yeah, it's the shit presenters <laughs> from before. <laughs> Oh, mate, my heart would have been in my mouth. I was so scared. I was so scared. But It's like, yeah, it's, to know But you know you what? Have... I have never not pressed record since then. Yeah. And that's the thing. Everything's a lesson. It's a shit way to have to learn it, though, isn't it? Yeah. Jamie, of all the people, Jamie Foxx, yeah. man. I am... Um... I have a similar story. It's nowhere near as good. So I'm just going to put that as a disclaimer. Before okay, I, okay. I like that. <laughs> but I did, um, you know, Matt Willis and Matt Richardson. Yeah. I did their podcast um, and it's hilarious. It's called like when no one's watching. It's such a good concept. Like it's, I don't know if you've done it. Like you should absolutely do it. It's so funny. They basically, they want to know like what the guilty pleasures are, the things you do when you shouldn't, you, no one's watching and you shouldn't really be I doing love them. Like, that. yeah. Whether it's like popping your blackheads and, or like, <laughs> <laughs> Honest, one of mine was, and I hate this. I'm saying this, but no, I'm I'm, do, I'm going for it. It was not always washing my hands after I've had a wee. Oh, I know. Well, I even tell, now, 
Yeah, this was as an adult. This was not as a child. <laughs> no, I mean, even during a pandemic, you're still not washing. Oh, no, like, obviously, I'm fully more diligent now due to okay, the pandemic, cool. but this was pre. So, anyway, so I'm, we're talking about all this stuff, and you know when you're just on fire, Melvin? Like, I don't often say that, but, like, <laughs> I was on fire. Like, I was smashing it, the jokes were flowing freely, like, anecdotes were coming out. Like, I even had Matt Willis, like, agreeing with me about the not washing your hands thing. Like, I was just <laughs> on form. And, like, right at the end, there were, and obviously, like... At the start of the setup, they'd been like, so you do this and you do that. And their, their technical support was like trying to talk us through it. And I was acting like a smug arsehole. So I was like, yeah, I have my own podcast. I'll be fine. <laughs> At the end, when he goes, so if you just stop your quick time and send that across, like for those of you who don't know, that's just like our local recording. And I went to oh, stop it. And Melvin, I realised I had never pressed start. Oh, <laughs> no. I know. And the lads were so annoyed because we they tried to be gracious about it and kind bless them, but Matt Richardson was absolutely fuming. He, had, <laughs> he, he was fuming. He was so mad at me. He was like, you're a fucking prick. I was like, I know, I know. In the end, they had to release it with like the Zoom, just the Zoom like sound, and it was so piss poor. Like oh, they were man. furious. So yeah, I mean, not as good as your story. I wish I'd told mine first. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. It was good. It's just we knew what the punchline was going to yeah. be. That was the only thing. But it was good. It was a good Aww. story. Melvin, you're too kind. I think we all need Melvin in our lives. What we should we? do is we should clip your story and then put it out first and then the rest of the podcast. Then it would be amazing. Yeah, okay, that's brilliant. Let's do that. And also, should we break for part one? Let's do it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have a wee. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.